welcome to episode four. Are we on 44? Are we, did I, did I mess up the count? Because I know we did 42 twice. Anyways, uh, welcome. I still can't hear you, Bill. You're so muted. I don't know what's going on, Bill. Anyways, um, so welcome to whatever episode this is of HNC Buddies, the podcast. I hope you guys all have been having a wonderful week. Uh, mine's been kind of a roller coaster, but mainly because I've been making my way back through The Walking Dead and it's been like super emotional the past two episodes that I've been watching. And I'm like now officially one episode further than I made it last time because I quit after what happened to Beth. Like I quit anyways. Um, and also the universe has also been, you know, giving me some assignments lately, but I'm proud to say that I have been passing these assignments with flying colors. Remember buddies, there are no coincidences. And remember that the universe, God, source, whichever you believe in always has a plan and will always point you in the right direction. Now, without further ado, I have a very special guest today. He's an old battle buddy of mine from Fort Campbell or from the Fort Campbell days, and he has made his content around military crimes. So please welcome Andrew, or I like to call <laughs> I, I, I did that backwards, Andre, but I, I like to call him Andrew just because it's funny. Oh my God. Hey, what's up? What's up? Uh, how are you? Good. You know, it's crazy because in class, like the instructor put my name as Andrew, and it, 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 it was. It was pissing me off so much that after class, I was like, sir, you're killing me with this W at the end of my name. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I was like, well, thankfully, you didn't put it on my certificate. I'm like, yeah, I've, I've called you Andrew for I like know. years. Because <laughs> you know, because... it bothers me so much, too. Oh, my God. Oh, my I can't God. stand it. It's so funny. All right, oh, so my... tell tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Uh, oh, my God. These kids over here. Um, so <laughs> my name is Andre. Uh, I'm right now stationed in Missouri. Um, so I do have a podcast. It's called Mill Crimes Podcast. Uh, it covers, uh, former military, active military, spouses, or any type of military affiliation. And it covers ranges from, um, murder to, uh, child sex crimes or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, active duty over here with Jen. Uh, we served a little while. Um, yeah, that's it. Married, kids, all mm-hmm. that good stuff. How long have you been in the army? Oh yeah, almost fifteen years. Almost yeah. fifteen years. I wish and I was he, Jen. I, I I wish I was nineteen. Yeah, get ready to retire. And I then know, he, right? he, de- he decided to betray the NCO Corps and you know decided to switch over to be an officer. Yes, yes. <laughs> but and honestly, what... like you know, I I feel like that was the best choice for you and your yeah. family. And yeah. I, I think it honestly it, it fits you. Not saying yeah. that you're a bad NCO at all. Like never but no, no i do I, think I, that I, it definitely fits you definitely because when we're squad leaders trust me jen was uh the what's the word i'm looking for the top yeah. dog yes well <laughs> that yes i guess like she was like the the person okay like my personality fits more on the officer side of the the, the spectrum i think so i kind of fit in a little bit over there it's still new to me it's only yeah. been you know, three and a half, four years. So, so yeah, can- but you're killing it, man. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Going to Fort Bliss next. Um. Oh. Ugh. Yeah, I know it's gonna be hot. But you know, uh, honestly, like I've been to Bliss a couple times, and it's not it's not too bad. Like they've done a really good job building that insulation. Oh my god, that that insulation is insane. It's when- mainly to keep people from going over to Mexico because Mexico, like you can stand at Fort Bliss <laughs> and literally look over, and there's fucking Mexico. Yeah. Oh but, my what god. What is it? Juarez, Juarez, yeah, Mexico, Juarez. which is not not a great spot. <laughs> can we yes. hear you now, Bill? I don't know. Can we? 
Yes. Oh, yeah. All right. We're back. We're live. That's awesome. Okay. Quick question uh, and question for both of you. What has been your favorite station to be at? So mine's a tie because okay. it depends on like which aspect you're talking about. Because if you're talking about um, like your home life and whatnot, then Hawaii hands down. But if you're talking about like uh, unit and camaraderie, even with all the shady shit that happened at Campbell, like it was Campbell for me. Yeah. So I think, man, that's a that's a good one. Um, I would say it, it's like a three way tie for me, even though I've only been to five installations. If but, you say brag, I'm gonna punch you in your nose. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been to brag, but it was Alaska because mm. it's just absolutely beautiful. And when when you're up in Alaska, like everything in the lower 48s, like it's it's like non-existent. It's like you're in your own separate country. Like it was. It was amazing. Florida, because I was from, or I am from Florida, me and my wife. So we were like by family, by Disney World, and my kids loved it. And Campbell, because like what Jen said, that was probably like the closest that I've been with like soldiers. And it was just that constant competition. I actually felt Mm -hmm. like I was in like the real army. Like, oh my God, like me and her are always talking shit to each other the whole time. Whether it was a four mile run or a 12 mile ruck or out in the field, we're just talking mm-hmm. shit, but it was all fun and games. I loved yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that was like, that was my favorite thing about, like, especially when we were squad leaders together. I didn't get it as much as a platoon sergeant because call me cocky all you want, but I had the best fucking platoon <laughs> in the whole battalion. Like, nobody could compete with me. Like, I yes. had, I, at one point, I think I was 86% aerosol qualified, like the highest in the fucking battalion. So, like, literally nobody could touch me. But when it came to like, <laughs> when we were squad leaders, like each oh of you know, our, our three squads would compete against each other. And then on top of that, it was our platoon versus everybody else. And it was exactly. just, it was so and much then, fun. Like our, our platoon was just shitting on everybody else's and stuff like yeah. that. It was just like, so like all the competition was all between us. Mm-hmm. It was like, Jen was the most tactful fucking squad. Like freaking Adams was probably uh, maybe like weapons or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And then like my squad was like a mixture between like, like a little zombie squad, like, okay, like, we're good at this, we're good at that, we're good at this, we're okay at this, like, one of those things like that, but I loved it. Yeah, I I loved it, too, and the other platoons just, they couldn't touch us, like, yeah, exactly, it was just, like, comical, it was just, like, come on now, like, we had a great platoon sergeant, we had a fucking pretty cool PLs and shit like that, Mm -hmm. so it was pretty cool, yeah, well, I mean, you weren't there for the very first PL that we had when I got there, she was a bitch. Oh, <laughs> yes. Terrible. Terrible. Did she like, get in trouble for she did get in trouble. <laughs> and like she about she about caught these hands because she got my face over some bullshit for asking oh. a question. And I'm like, listen, I don't know who the fuck you think you're talking to, but like that's not how this works. <laughs> sorry, sorry about it. Like it's past 1700 and we are not gonna keep these soldiers because you failed for time management. Oh my god. I feel like I have to interject. This is the first time I've ever heard Jen choose violence. I mean, what? <laughs> I've, been, I've known Jen for over a year now. We've done, we're almost 50 episodes into this podcast and had dozens and dozens of other conversations, but I've never heard her actually physically say, I'm going to whoop somebody's ass. Yeah, it, it well, doesn't happen wow. very often. Not yeah. anymore, anyways. Yes, yeah, so I was going to say not anymore. I've heard her say a lot. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of times, like especially when someone talks like to her soldier or something like that, she gets all fucking mad and stuff. Yeah, that listen. big old dip in her mouth. She's like, "I'm about to fuck someone up." I'm yeah, like, I guess I, I guess this is my first day because I cannot yeah. remember once on this podcast her ever 
threatening violence. So. No. She turned on a new leaf. She, I she did. turned over a new new leaf. I right did, now. and I'm not. I'm not like ma- tranquility right yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm not like I'm not Mama Minion anymore or yes. Mama Hasadi anymore. So like I don't have soldiers that I need to be protective over. Now it's just me, myself, and I and my doggos. So it's like, you know, yes. I don't need to. But in that moment, yeah, I, like she was about to catch hands because like she was doing uh, the the monthly uh, inventory. Oh yeah, yeah, and. We literally was sitting there, and I, I'm brand new to the unit. Like, I'm pretty sure this is like week one for me. And oh, uh, shit. so we, we've been sitting all day, the soldiers. And then she decides at like 1645 to grab up five soldiers to do the SI. And I'm like, so I waited, and I'm like, I understood. Like, I get it. Like, I, yeah. I sometimes, you know, other things take priority. But then it was like 1730. And, and so I was like, me and Adams, we went down to the SI room, and she's like, oh my God, there's so many people because we had grabbed a couple soldiers. And uh, I was like, oh, we just want to see if there's anything we can do to, like, you know, help get this done. Like, it's 1730. And she, like, looked back at the cabinet. And then she, like, slammed her clipboard down and walked out. And I was like, the fuck? So I walked out. <laughs> and she comes around. And me and Adams are standing there. I was like, I don't understand what just happened. Like, we're literally just asking to help. And she comes and gets in my face. She's like, if you ever undermine me in front of the soldiers like that again, excuse me? Like, who was undermining? I'm like, I literally asked a question to see if we could help. Because it's past 1730, like, these soldiers need to go home. Like, there's no need to keep them over, like, type of thing. And she ended up just releasing them and then stormed off. Oh, my God. And then probably next day, fucking complained to Lang or some shit like that. Yeah, Maddie didn't give a fuck. Like, (laughs) you know, because he he knows, like, me and him have a lot of the same personalities. And obviously, I learned learned so much from him. Like, if it wasn't wasn't for him, like, I wouldn't have been, like, half the platoon sergeant I was. Like he's yeah. just the best fucking human being, like one of the I best know, human beings I know. When I went to a V's funeral, I, I saw him, and of course he has that fucking evil grin that he always has. Yeah, <laughs> he's like trying not to like call me sir and shit. He's like, mm-hmm. "What's up, sir?" I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "I was like, what's up? What's up, Matt?" <laughs> oh <laughs> man, that's so you funny. I had uh, <laughs> I had dinner with him because I went I went back to Campbell back in May for the reunion. And uh, so me and him had dinner and I was like, so did you lose the bet? He's like, which bet? You know, he's got that. <laughs> and I was like, did y'all get married? He's like, no, I told you guys I'm not losing that bet. So no tattoo for Maddie. <laughs> oh, my God. With um, what's your name, right? Yeah. The, the one not, from Hawaii. Yeah, they're not. Yeah. They're yeah, not trying to put I, business out there. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw her because she actually instructed my triple C class on how mm-hmm. to do PRT and stuff. And like, as I was like stretching she she can she's like what's up sir i was like what's up i was like hey yeah. so how are you and i'm and then she was like oh and then she started you know yeah all yeah. that all other stuff i was like oh okay well okay yeah. sorry <laughs> sorry like, to hear that yeah but, like, oh, okay well <laughs> oh man but th- those were good times and i i really had it like in my heart to go back to campbell like even whether man. i stayed in or retired like my my whole intent was but you know the universe had different plans for me so yeah you know that was our number one choice, and I've been trying to get back there ever since. Like ever, ever since I, you know, went to drum, I was like, all right, I want to go back to Campbell. And then Branch blatantly just told me, like, hey, you're not going back to Campbell. Just yeah. going to get that out of your mind. You're not going back out to Campbell. So I was like, all right, cool. So what's another place? And then we uh, had a chance to visit Bliss. Stephanie mm-hmm. ended up liking it. Um, so you know her, her family, you know, big Hispanic you know, driven culture. So in yeah. that town or in that city, and then when we went on base, 
when you have like a Longhorns on base, you have a mm-hmm. fucking Dollar Tree on base, you have a Dairy Queen. Yeah, you have all the, I'm like, I'm like there's a whole ass mall on base. <laughs> yeah, whole like, ass mall. Yeah, it's so it's like, re- it's really fucking nice down there. Like, but I think you guys are gonna love it. Yeah, and then now her sister moved to like Houston, so that's about eight nine hours away from mm-hmm. Bliss. And then her other sister, who's uh, S1, she's at Carson. And she's trying to come down to Bliss. So, nice. you know, Stephanie, she's really big yeah. and family. Yeah. So everyone being able to come together, she don't care where, where we go as long as mm-hmm. it's, you know, that. So, yeah. you know. And honestly, it's probably not, it's probably a blessing in disguise to not go back to Campbell, especially yeah. after everything that I've been hearing has been going on. Like I, like I told you on the phone the other day, like aerosol yeah. mentality has completely oh, gone I out know. the window, which is Man. shocking to me because like that's literally the only aerosol school that's left now. I'm pretty yeah. sure because I think Man. they closed the one at Bragg. And so we, there's no more aerosol school anywhere else except for Campbell. And like, that was like, that was it was aerosol mentality. And you cannot be a leader unless you have wings on your chest. And now it's fucking gone. Like had that pride and stuff like that. Yeah. Now it's just, I, I feel like as time goes on, there's like no pride and no like actual, like people actually was prideful of their teams or squads or unit. Mm-hmm. Now people are just like, have no loyalty, which, yeah. you know, kind of goes into you know those army values but there's like mm-hmm. no loyalty no nothing so like yeah I, I think it's like a blessing in disguise and just like you i think i'm only gonna probably do 20 years and i'm hitting that that 15 year and then i'm gonna do the high school high school stabilization for junior yeah. so i'll be at bliss for at least five years nice and then, um retire from bliss. yeah yeah just retire from bliss because i think with major i have to go to ile for a year at leavenworth mm-hmm. They have to PCS again. So I have to PCS to, to Kansas and PCS again and then go someplace else. And then I have to give the Army those three years and PCS mm-hmm. again. And I'm just like, So you just I want to retire, at, yeah, retire yeah, captain? Yeah. I'm, I'm just like, you know what? Because like the pay difference is not that severe. It's only a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. And then it's not worth to keep on moving and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I want to. Plus you're getting that OE pay. So yeah, you're, you know, you're set. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's just like, I'll be okay. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, it's just like. Did you sell uh, your house in uh, Clarksville? Oh, I, I'm sorry if I cut you off. No, no, that's okay, Andre. I had a quick question because most of the civilian people will recognize Leavenworth as the military prison. Can yeah. you can you uh, tell folks? It, it's but it's it's much more. It's uh, obviously that's where the federal yeah. prison is, but there's a lot more to Fort Leavenworth. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Yes. Yeah, so so of course you have the disciplinary barracks is the the, the prison, um, which which houses about 400 inmates depending on what the crime and if it's two years and longer. Um, but you also, uh, also have what they call ILE, which is for majors. It's, it's where you learn how to be a battalion S3 or a battalion executive officer. Uh, that's about a year long. They also have, you know, some, some law enforcement there that pr- primarily is corrections. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have, they actually have two sets of um, uh, prisons, or not prison. They have one jail and then one prison there. Mm-hmm. So you have like the little one that's for crimes under a year or a year, uh, up to a year. And then mm-hmm. across the street, you have the disciplinary barracks over there. But uh, usually you go there for uh, majors. And I think the staff college is, I think it's there, or it might be in Virginia for staff college and, and that's for like lieutenant colonels on yeah. their way to colonel. I think that's also where the big sharp school is too, isn't it? 
at Leavenworth? Uh, I don't know. I, I've never been, been, um, to that school, like the headquarters or whatever. I think it's, I, 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 I could be, I could be wrong, but yeah. I think like their headquarters is at Leavenworth. Yeah. It's a small, uh, post, but it mm-hmm. has a lot of, uh, rank there. Yeah. Definitely a lot of rank there. Jen, you are correct. Fort Leavenworth Sharp Academy. Yeah. That's, that's where it is. I'm just pulled it up now, but oh, yeah, nice. that's, that's where it is. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, awesome. I, I I learned that when I went to sharp training. I'm, <laughs> I'm not allowed to use. So. <laughs> uh, but no, to answer your question, I did not sell my house. I'm renting it out, and okay. I, I I've thought about it because I I could have profited like a hundred grand off of it, but it's like, yeah. you know, you I think about it this way: like a hundred grand grand now, or continue to profit for the rest of my life off of it. You know, I'm I'm always Ex- going to be able to rent it out. Exactly, and that was the thing that me and Stephanie. You know, we're kind of going back and forth because I'm a, you know, let's let's cash in for profit. She's like, no, because, you know, that house, my my house over there will probably forever be rented out because Campbell's yeah. not going anywhere. Right. Okay, that shit's not going anywhere. And then for the price that you got your house at and for the prices houses are right now, mm-hmm. like it's like a steal right now. So you're just yeah. like, you're like, okay, I can keep making an extra five, six, seven hundred dollars a month or whatever it may be. Yeah. You know, or I can sell, make a hundred thousand, have to pay capital gains tax and all that right. shit like that, and then next thing you know, you, you turn it to a buyer. So all that extra money you just made, you're gonna mm-hmm. have to spend it on the new house anyways. Yeah, so, exactly. So, so no, I definitely understand, and that's a nice ass house too. It is. I miss <laughs> it. Like I miss it so much. Like, and I do think that one day, like I'll end up moving back down there, even if it's just to spend like a couple years there, yeah. because I love that house so yeah. much. It was a great neighborhood, and I—I I mean, I don't know. I can't yeah. predict the future. Just I—I I thought, I thought I was moving to Tennessee yeah. like fucking six months ago, and here yeah, I am going I, back to Ohio. So I thought you were going to fucking ten- I, like I was convinced. I was like, "There's no way Jen's not going back to Clarksville, not going yeah. back to." And then when you told me like, oh no, you know, like it's just not in the cards right now. I was like, mm-hmm. I can understand that because it's the same thing right now. Like my plan is to stay in bliss for the next 13 years. Yeah. And that's that's seeing, you know, Logan go through high school so he can have some continuity and yeah. actually have a regular childhood. Uh, junior actually get to spend a high school in one location. Mm-hmm. You know, AJ get to spend middle school and high school in one location, yeah. stuff like that. And then after that, you know, ho- hopefully, I, I'm pretty sure Stephanie's probably wants to go back to Florida. We'll be all like, you know, like 40 something years old, just want to fucking chill and whatnot. And they got plenty of retirement homes in Florida too. So. Oh, I know. She's she gonna be like, let's get a beach house or something. I'm like, girl, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, one, you know, I don't like the water like that. So I don't know why the fuck you keep trying to make me go go in. The, I hate the beach. I don't. Oh my god, like. Ugh. That's not even just hanging out. Like you don't have to get in the water, but like hang out near the water. Because every time I go, she makes me watch the kids while she's fucking tanning. Okay, but by the time you move back to Florida, you can get a beach house because the kids are gonna be grown. Yeah, or they're gonna bring their little badass kids over there because then by then, you know, Junior's gonna be what? He's 15 now. So that's what, 20. 28. Yeah, 28. Yeah, 28. Yeah, so who knows? That motherfucker might have kids or fucking. (laughs) AJ's what turning twelve, so he'll be what twenty five. Mm-hmm. Shit, Logan will be the only one that's like will be what eighteen. 
Like, oh, don't talk yeah. about my baby growing up like <laughs> that. You <laughs> graduating high school, like I, I can't even fathom some shit like that. It, I it, know, it, it is, like he's always forever. Gonna, he's gonna forever be little for me. Like, oh my god! For, I know. for those of you that don't know, Logan is my godson. So yes. that's that's my yes. little baby. And, and he talks so much now because now he goes to so much like speech therapy mm-hmm. and like he been freaking going to this this nice school that that gives him all the attention and extra you know classes that he needs to get him comfortable in speaking but now man i can't get that kid to shut up sometimes (laughs) like like i i I literally had to lock my door because he'll come in there like dada what are you doing come on (laughs) let's go outside i'm like no man like hey the kids (laughs) are something else man he is Oh man. Okay. So back to your podcast um, yes. and you know, your content on TikTok. So what got you yes. like started to talk about mill crimes? So, all right. So what, how I came up with it was my two loves in the world, besides obviously my family, which is uh, crime. That's why I have these useless pieces of paper behind me, criminal justice degrees, and then uh, the army. Or the military, so I kind of put those together because I'm like, man, when I, when I first joined the army, I literally thought everyone who who joined the army was the most utmost best citizen ever. Like yeah. they were the they were the cream of the crop. They like there was no such thing as like I was shook after my first deployment. I think my first episode is a a old buddy of mine who ended up killing his wife and his ten month old daughter after oh, we shit. got back from our first deployment. Mm-hmm. And then that was the first time I'm like, what is going on here? Yeah. Like, I thought I thought people in the military only kill bad guys. Like what's yeah. going on? So like once you start looking at things and then you have to actually start digging into things. Like even if you go into like um there's there's a video I put on TikTok that it's it's called like Jagnet and stuff like that where you can track every court martial there is and you can look at all the results of it and then mm-hmm. you can see by month there's like there's dozens of court martials that are conducted and people go to jail all the time but you never yeah. see it because it's never mainstream and stuff mm-hmm. like that or like the only time it's mainstream is when now social media has become such a big part of a lot of military you know, creators or whatever it may be, now they're blasting out certain things. Like what started it was the Vanessa Guillen. Yeah. And then, and then I, after that, people were like, okay, I'm not going to be silenced about this or that. Mm-hmm. And then you just start looking for this or looking for that. Like, even if you look up Clarksville, like I guarantee you within the first couple, you know, stories is going to be something about a Fort Campbell soldier doing something stupid. Yeah. But yeah. you would never see it unless you're, you know, either around that town mm-hmm. or something you know so it's it's wild and um so that was the reason why I, I brought it up because i had to get away from like my military comedy because of a because i got in trouble yeah um, i was gonna say you don't you don't have to go into that if you don't yeah. want to but i mean no no I, I like i i don't care that's the reason why i i even put my own case on my podcast uh-huh. was because I want people to to realize that it don't it it, it doesn't matter like even with me at fourteen plus years mm-hmm. you know at, at the end of the day the military sees perception as reality or whatever maybe yeah. so even when I was trying to you know bring smiles and joy and happiness to people it, it just took you know one person 
or you know whoever to not like it right and then put me on a a uh on on a radar of someone higher and then yeah. therefore it came down on me and that was why i had to switch from military comedy to something that's serious yeah and i can't that i can't get in trouble for because it's right. it's like public knowledge like mm-hmm. I'm not making these stuff up, so I can't be punished for something that, right. you know, I'm just spreading awareness or whatever it may be. Yeah. So. Now, do you think if this was like four or five years ago, do you think you would have gotten in trouble? Because I don't. I, I no, feel like at no. that point it was just pandering and they were just trying yeah. to make an example. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. And the reason why I know they are making an example out of me is because I talked to the uh, installation sergeant major. Mm-hmm. Um, and he brought up the fact that I made a comment about drill sergeants and stuff like that. And that mm-hmm. was one of the videos that I made a comment about. And then that is what got me on their radar. So when my stuff came up, even though it was an unfounded 15-6, mm-hmm. they said that the totality of my stuff was um, it was affecting good order and discipline or I was making the military look bad you know which is straight bullshit because we have like army what the fuck moments that like you know people we know people (laughs) behind it and like it's oh my god so so it was one of those things that i was just like okay like i know like even though people from every echelon advise that to let it go i feel like people up there was like we know he probably won't get in trouble for this Mm -hmm. but because he's a military creator mm-hmm. he'll hopefully understand and spread this throughout and then like now but the thing is like they don't like they pick and choose because there's you remember the i'm going to talk about chicken nuggies you guys i don't yeah. like her like i think she is a piss poor example of a soldier um but when her like the that martial law soldier now she was not entirely incorrect it was her delivery with, you know, talking about martial law and pointing weapons at civilians type of thing. But what gets me is a few months ago, she talked about like supporting communism and, and then was like playing it off as a joke type of thing. But it's like you are active duty military and you're you're out there like supporting communism, whether it's a joke or not, like it's perception. But she's still out there. She hasn't gotten in trouble. Yeah. You know, and I, I think honestly, um. And the only reason why I'm still, I, I think I'm still um, progressing is because I had a good support system because, yeah. because like, I, like, I figured, you know, just, just fall on my sword and just kind of like do what soldiers do and just like, all right, you know what? You said I did something wrong. I'm mm-hmm. going to fall on my sword. I'm going to admit that this and this and this, which would yeah. effectively end in my career. Uh, so it's a good thing I did kind of push back. And I think, the, the army doesn't mess with soldiers who actually like are confrontational or pushback mm-hmm. because they don't give a fuck. They will blast everything out there. They'll do, you know, interviews with army times or task and purpose or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. It's the ones that are like, they know that it would affect them and they have yeah. something to lose, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So I, I, I think it was one of those, you know, I'm going to make an example out of you. I know mm-hmm. that, you know, essentially it's stupid like we all know like even even the judge was like as he was repeating it he was smiling and he was like 
some of the comments, like he knew it was like part of the dumbest shit ever. Yeah. He's like, he's like, why the fuck are we in here? hundred like, percent. Yeah. But okay. We're going to go through the, the, you know, I guess the procedure to say that this is what we did and blah, blah, blah. And then yeah. hopefully later on when you're a company commander or whatever it may be, and you have a soldier who's acting crazy, mm-hmm. you can pull him to the side like, Hey guy, trust me. Like you need to relax because yeah. I'm a product of, if the army wants to make an example out of you, they will make an example out of you. Yeah. So, I mean, my opinion, period, like that, it, no offense to you, but I think that the, the rule needs to be no social media in uniform. Like yeah. you should not be out there making videos in uniform. Like people can, cause obviously people know I'm in the military, but you will not see me in uniform. Like if I think that should just stay off. Um, Bill, can you hop in here for a second? Cause I gotta go take care of something. Like, I'm so sorry, <laughs> but let me, I gotta go take care of something. <laughs> go do your thing, Jen, do what you gotta do. All right. So Andre, yes. The focus of your podcast. Can you tell people the name of your podcast and where they can find it? Yeah, so my podcast is Mail Crimes. Uh, you can find it on just about any platform, uh, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Amazon, anything like that. So my my podcast, again, is um, right now, I think I'm maybe 11 or 12 episodes in. Um, but it basically covers a lot of um, non-publicized uh, military crimes, but it also covers some major ones mm-hmm. that uh, people really don't even know about. Like, I, I think my last one was about the dating game serial killer. You know, mm-hmm. he was in the army, he was in Fort Bragg, uh, and in the middle of his serial killer spree, he decided to go on a dating game. And then this lady chose him as her date. And then after meeting him backstage, she was like, nah, I'm okay. Like, he's kind of creepy. And mm-hmm. then later on, he did an interview and said, yeah, I was going to kill that girl. Like, like he, he for real was like, at the time, I think he already killed about four, four women. And then he was linked to another four. But he has over a thousand photos of young men, women, and children that they can't even locate a lot of them. Like, he, he was one of those people mm-hmm. that, like... Over the over the span in the sixties and seventies, like he did a lot of fucked up stuff in California, New York, Wyoming, stuff like that. But that's that's just an example of like a lot of people don't know that some of the most uh, famous serial killers have military background, like like Jeffrey Dahmer. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, you have the Alaskan Butcher. You have um, like like that one I just told you about uh, the. Serial ga- uh, ser- the dating game serial killer. You know, mm-hmm. all these people have a lot of military background mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that they either commit these crimes while in the military and it's hard for law enforcement to catch up because they PCS every two years and they, mm-hmm. they don't have a pattern or they do it when they get out. Um, mm-hmm. because, and then they find different ways to cover up their crimes. And some of them are, you know, lack of better words, they're, they're, They've been, I don't want to use the term successful, but um, the ones that are with the military background are the ones that are usually go down in history as some of the best or some of the more successful serial killers out there. So that that is the gist of my podcast. Um, about 80% of my episodes are firsthand accounts, like people that I've known or people that I've encountered. And there's other, uh, other ones that are um, 
not talked about enough mm-hmm. right. or or people uh, or people might send me a request and say, hey, you might doing this one on um, the Jeffrey McDonald one from mm-hmm. Fort Bragg. You know, mm-hmm. like that one was a, a doctor, one of the SF doctors that yeah. killed his whole family. You know, so, yes. so. So you said you're what? You said 11 episodes in? Yeah. So uh, I'm 11, 11 episodes. I think my first quote unquote season was only 10 plus my intro. Mm-hmm. I, I stopped for uh, Captain Career course mm-hmm. uh, because I was like, all right, let me let me focus on it. Let me get my feet wet in, in school. And then now now I got a pretty good handle on what I'm doing in class. I'm like, OK, so I just started recording my last episode and everything yeah. like that. So I kind of do it every biweekly, every every two weeks. You know, I would get a, either a recommendation or something that might catch might, might catch my eye. And then mm-hmm. I just dig into like the, the facts of the case and put it out there. Nice. Awesome. What what is so I mean I know you've only got, you know, the 11 episodes but I'm sure you've like looked up extensive cases. Which one has like blown your mind the most? So, um I would say man, what has blown my mind the most? I would say the Jeffrey McDonald one probably blown my mind the most because of So, where would I, I go? <laughs> I was was putting the focus on the interview. Oh, Oh, my bad. I was like, where am I? That's okay. That's okay. Uh, Andre, uh, the name of the podcast one more time, please, sir, for those that missed it. Yes, uh, it's uh, Mail Crimes, M-I-L-C-R-I or C-R-I-M-E-S. So Mail Crimes podcast. Uh, Again, it's on Spotify. It's on uh, Apple. It's on Amazon. It's on Google. It's on just about every platform. Uh, But I think... A lot of my videos, so the first one, again, it was a a friend of mine that I deployed with, came back. He ended up killing his wife and his 10-month-old daughter. Um, His his daughter was by mistake. Um, His his wife, he deliberately shot her multiple times. Um, And then my second deployment happened again. Another person that I knew came back from our deployment, killed his wife. Mm -hmm. Then the third one was my best friend's little brother. He just so happened to have the same name as the Fort Lauderdale airport shooter at, at the time. So oh, so well, with him, just talking to him over the phone and stuff like that, he was saying that when he got off of work, um, he would have hundreds of, of messages on Facebook of hate mail. And his mom was getting all these these messages. And you had all these news crew who thought he was the... the the shooter because they mm-hmm. literally had the the same first name, the same last name, and they lived in the same city. Oh so, shit! It, yeah, so it was it was crazy on that one. And then, I, but I think the one that lasted, I think, two episodes is the Jeffrey McDonald. He was a he was a physician um, okay. at Bragg who basically he killed his whole family, but he blamed it on the Manson family um, murders at the time, saying that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a bunch of intruders that came in that basically bludgeoned his his wife, his kids, his uh, five five year old daughter, and a three year old daughter, uh, and then you know wrote wrote pigs you know in his wife's blood, uh-huh. but but somehow he escaped with a minor in like a minor stab wound and like some messed up furniture, 
And then like your your wife got stabbed 60 something times, your daughter and all these people got stabbed 20 something times. They got beat over the head with a log, mm-hmm. like, but you somehow survived. So that one was kind of crazy. Wow. So, so that was, you said that one's the most yeah, crazy when you yeah, come across. That was the one that I was like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. <laughs> like I, I saw, like, oh um, I saw one of the episodes titled uh, Barry Winchell. So Barry Winchell um, that was probably like the first one I had ever heard about. And it was mainly because when I was a young private, there was this movie called Soldier's Girl. And yes. it was about the Barry Winchell. And I'm telling you guys, yes. if you if you love like, that movie, yes, that is such a good fucking movie. And yes. like you really feel for like because this is obviously back in the day with Don't Ask, Don't Tell. And exactly. you know, like obviously the young soldiers these days that have no idea what it's like to have to hide you know, who you are and, you know, who you love. And I'm telling you what, like that story, it's so fucking sad. And, yeah. but it's like, it's crazy. And I think that they, they did a good job in Soldier's Girl. Oh yeah. Trying the very oh, yeah. story. Like that one actually, I forgot where I heard the title from. And then like, I was like, I was like, there's, there's no way this, this story is real. Cause again, I didn't hear about it. Mm-hmm. And then it was at, it was at Fort Campbell. So I was like, Oh, I, I gotta look into this story. Yeah. So then, I ended up researching it before I watched the movie because I wanted to make sure that it, it kind of lined up with it. And then it was it was awesome. Like, I, yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. Like, and then I felt, again, you feel bad for the guy because you're just like, damn. Because back then, you know, again, it was like the don't ask, don't tell policy. Mm-hmm. So trying to trying to hide who you who you are or who you love was yeah. was and- un- unfortunate. And like speaking from that aspect and, you know, obviously personal experience, like during that time, uh, it wasn't it wasn't like, oh, how do I want to phrase this? It was extremely hard, regardless of the don't ask, don't tell, like take that out of it. Even as a civilian, it was extremely hard to be like out, you know, like so you had like a lot of these conflicting emotions of like, no, I'm not really that way. And you watch Barry Winchell go through this, his roommate who clearly had those kind of issues uh, or those kind of thoughts, like struggling through all of that. And I'm pretty sure at the end of that movie, they actually have an interview with Calpurnia Adams, don't they? Um, I, or maybe I might've looked it up, but I know there's interviews with Calpurnia. So Calpurnia Adams was um, his drag queen girlfriend or whatever you, I don't know yeah. how to classify that but yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. who he was dating I, it, that man and and then it's crazy because I yeah, within the case I talked about how those two guys are out they're out now you know because because I did not know that yeah yeah because uh since this happened in the 90s um the actual guy who who literally killed him by hitting him with the baseball bat um only oh got about 25 years so if you think about it it's 2022 and this happened in the early 90s and then the other one who who got a um charge for providing alcohol to a minor and then uh conspiracy i think he got about 12 years so he's he's definitely out um crazy and then we we all know that in 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 any prison sentence you only serve x amount of time anyways yeah um depending on behavior and stuff like that. So if you got 12 years, you're probably going to serve maybe eight, you know? Yeah. And then, if you're good. Yeah. And then if you got the, the full 25, you're probably going to serve anywhere from 17 to 18 or something like mm-hmm. that. So that, that happened, I think in 92, 93. So yeah, mm-hmm. both of them are, 
are out and about. Andre, quick question. One of the things that has always fascinated me about military crimes, and it's not necessarily the crimes themselves, but the cases that specifically put a focus on jurisdiction issues between federal, you know, military employees versus the civilian sector. Does any of your episodes in your podcast have that as a focus or can we look forward to that in the future or anything like that? So a lot of my cases are taken on by the, by the military side, except right. the Jeffrey McDonald one. Uh, well, actually, my first two episodes were taken by uh, Alaska PD because they happen off base. And when the civilian sector and the military talk, they, they determine on who's going to take the case. So for those, those two first cases, uh, Alaska end up taking it and they end up certain. Now, now they're serving their time over there in Juneau, Alaska. But in the um, the Jeffrey McDonald case, actually the Army did do a 15-6, did their investigation, and found that there was no probable cause um, for him murdering his family. So he ended up getting discharged honorably, went to California uh, to become a doctor and stuff like that, lived in a nice beach house, and then the civilian sector came back and and hemmed him up because there's, there's no such thing as double jeopardy. Um, so I, I cannot be surprised that the military <laughs> dropped the ball on something yeah. like that should not surprise me. Yes. But what the fuck? Yeah. So yeah. like with with uh, that one, um, Jeffrey McDonald's wife, um, her stepdad was the one that pushed the envelope for the civilian sector to to uh, charge him because. Jeffrey McDonald was doing all these interviews. It was all nonchalant. He done got, you know, basically remarried and everything like that. And they were like, well, that's kind of weird. Like your your pregnant wife who was stabbed 40 something times, mm. like fractures in the face and the and the arms, because that's how hard he, he like hit her with this this mallet, you know. And then uh, your daughter who was five and your other daughter who was two. Like all of them get beaten to death, their throat slashed, stabbed, all that stuff like that, and then you get remarried and you know all this stuff like that. Like, and it's people do get remarried. It's just how fast it happened mm-hmm. and the right. and the not and the whole nonchalant uh, appearance on this like national like TV show. He just seemed like he was just perfectly fucking fine after you know a little while after. Especially if you were there when it happened, like you're not, you're not going to be okay after that. Like, I don't care who you are. You're not going to be okay to witness something like that unless you're the one that fucking did it. Exactly. You know, and once you like really dig into the case, you're going to see like some of the inconsistencies and stuff about it and how it absolutely does not make sense. But they had enough reasonable doubt to convince the army to mm-hmm. say, okay, it's possible that he didn't do it. Before we move on, buddies, let's take a quick break. Welcome back. Now let's continue on with the show. Why do you think a lot of these cases go unheard? Um, I think I think it goes unheard because the Army itself is like a community. Mm-hmm. So I think unless someone in that community says something, then it's probably never going to be heard unless it's somehow hits national, you know, um, like news. Like, yeah. for, for example, um, a couple weeks ago, a sergeant first class who's stationed at Fort Stewart drives to this, you know, uh, mall outlet 
for his wife, chases her in idolatry, shoots her in the face, and then shoots himself. But nobody hears about it, you know? Like, and then the only way I knew about it is because someone from Fort Stewart, mm-hmm. like, they, they, they end up locking down Fort Stewart. I don't know why, but they end up locking down Fort Stewart. I remember seeing that on uh, Army What the Fuck moments not yeah. that long ago, that there was a lockdown because of active shooter. Yeah. And then the active shooter was in the town because, again, this armed first class, you know, chases uh, a strange wife. I guess she she said she wanted a divorce. Mm-hmm. He chased her into like a like a dollar tree or something like that and then shot her just point blank and yeah. then end up shooting himself. Like, but you really don't hear about those things or like. But even, I mean, honestly, like even on the civilian side, you really don't hear because like that yeah. kind of stuff, like unfortunately happens, happens like, all, all the time. time. And yeah. I think with like especially mainstream media, like, oh, we're not going to report on that yeah. because like we've heard unless it it's like, yeah, unless it's like multiple, you know, yeah, unfortunately, like multiple bodies and like it has to be like three, four, five people has to be killed for mainstream media to be like, mm-hmm. OK, now we'll take on it because a simple you know, murder-suicide is, unfortunately, is a very common thing. You yeah. Know? So, like, for example, I think tomorrow, you know, over there in our our uh, our JAG building, we have two privates that are being sentenced for murder, you know, like, like because they, they decide to go to the next town and try to, you know, uh, freaking rob a, a drug dealer's house, you know. <laughs> Like, what kind of shit? Like, it's, it's weird stuff like that. And then, like, their buddy who just got married that day got killed in that whole, like, the whole little robbery. Because, oh, my God. Because the guy came home while they were robbing that place. And then the guy started shooting, killed their buddy. They, they, they put their buddy in the trunk of the car, drove them to Rolla, like, left their buddy in the car, came, came back on post, and then called their sergeant and be like, hey, this is what happened. Imagine being a squad leader and your soldier tell you some shit like that. Listen, <laughs> I mean, so I was I was like week two of being a platoon star and I was like at the bookstore, like I just got done at the gym. So it's early in the morning and I'm like, I'm going to stop by the bookstore on my way home. And I get a phone call from one of my soldiers saying that they were at the hospital because they accidentally shot my other soldier in the foot. And I was like, <laughs> this isn't real life. This, oh this can't God. be fucking real life. Yeah. Accidentally. <laughs> Accidentally, so it wasn't. It was an accident. They were just (laughs) drunk and stupid because he was unloading his fucking. It was a uh, the bird shot or whatever. So he had this kid had like forty fucking pellets in his fucking foot. I was like, well, he was he was unloading a shotgun. No, he was unloading. It was a, a it was a pistol of some sort. I can't remember. Okay. It was ones. Uh, you he he said you had to like half cock it in order to like release the the. I don't know shit about some of these guns. All right, like I only know what the army shows me. But it was a, it was, a, it was, a, it was some sort of a revolver that he said that the way it is you have to half cock it to un unhinge the revolver and apparently it slammed forward and I'm like. I don't think that's what happened. Not, at not all. at all. There, there's not been one revolver that I can. I, I, I'm familiar with military weaponry and civilian weaponry, and I can tell you, maybe in the last 500 years, there was a result a revolver that you had to uncock a little bit. To, but, but that that gun's so old, no effing yeah. way. I, I think he was just drunk and was fumbling with it, and accidentally. He, yeah, I, I mean, I don't think he maliciously shot the right, guy. Right, I, right. I really do think that it was just 
a negligence thing. Like he, he thankfully, had the right intentions. Yes. Yeah. Thankfully it was birdshot <laughs> because that being that close, uh, buddy could have lost his foot, yeah. but it was, I could not believe it. I was like, at the at that time, like I'm brand new to the unit, and I'm like, first heart fucking hates me because I came from one nine four, and like we were like the top fucking dogs, and here I am in Legion territory. I, he's gonna fucking hate me, so I call him. I was like, first heart, you're not gonna believe this. I'm on my way to post right now, or no, I just got to post. I'm like, um, Lewis got shot. What? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to figure. And yeah. then what made it, what made it worse? Was they try to cover it up because at one point they were, they were gonna say that they were at at um, Electric Cowboy and it was a drive by like they were gonna they were really gonna try to cover this shit up but like they ended up not because it's like they knew they weren't gonna get away with it. Hold, hold on, so Electric Cow that's a bar right or a strip mm-hmm. club? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a bar. Yeah. And he accidentally no, so no they weren't not... there. They were not at Electric oh, Cowboy. They oh, were gonna oh, say okay. that they were out at Electric Cowboy and oh, it was a drive-by. Okay, but then gotcha, they gotcha. they thought it through and was drive-by. like there's, <laughs> there's fucking cameras there. Like ain't nobody gonna be able to corroborate Those that. Are Those are saying the stupidest shit sometimes. Shot. I swear. Yeah. Like yeah. they are like the worst liars sometimes. Yeah. Just... <laughs> One of my favorite movies of all time is A Few Good Men. Absolutely in my top ten of any movie list you can make. Now but again, the, my fascination with military law is one of those things that, you know, it's kind of a hobby of mine, but this is based on a true story. So what do you guys think? And I'm asking both of you because you both come from a military uh, police background. What do you think could be a story that is either publicized or not publicized that could be a major motion uh, picture? Hmm. Because my wife is watching, and my wife, by the way, has now fallen in love with you, Andre, and she's <laughs> yeah. she, she, she's already listened to episode one. But awesome. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah she, you. <laughs> oh, Miss Tabitha brings the heat, I'm telling you. Uh, but the one, the two-parter, which one was? Uh, so, so that Corporal, was Jeffrey uh, McDonald. McDonald. Yes. So Jeffrey they McDonald. actually okay. made a movie about that one, but they took it down. Right. Um, okay. And What could be the next one, you think? So the next oh man is honestly i think the only because i don't know that that many cases because we are so kept in the dark and i think that it's a mixture of because of mainstream media and also because the army the military itself wants to have this certain persona that, yes, like what yes. what we what we portrayed it as when we yeah, first joined it's like yeah, everybody's good exactly. but like they they want to they want to keep that that appearance but i think like they could literally make a movie about like following military police around fort hood um, there was also, this was back when I was in Germany, there was, we had a really big gang problem. I don't know if we still do or not, but we had a huge gang problem in the, in the army and in Germany, they actually like the gangs were really bad. I cannot remember which gang it That's was crazy. specifically, but like they ended up jumping like, cause they were jumping in somebody and they ended up killing them. And so like, there's like this whole big thing about, so I think that, that would, that could have ended up being a movie. I think there's two that, that, that kind of come to mind. Um, there's one because me and Jen are both military police. Um, it's called the Fort, the Fort Leonard Wood murders of 19 in the 1970s. It was basically a Fort Leonard Wood military police officer who killed these teenagers in his military police vehicle, you know? So like he pulled them over. There were two males, two females. He kills the two males. He rapes the two females. He, um, 
he ends up killing, he shoots the other two females, buries all four of them. One survives, like digs herself out of this, this snowbank, and then walks through the woods of Fort Leonard Wood all the way to freaking almost Lebanon. And then, Shit. yeah, and then like finally comes up on his property and then like was like told him what happened. And then the responding vehicle actually had still bloodstains from the teenagers from that was in the, the military police vehicle because CID showed up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't watch the back seat out and shit like that. So it's crazy. That one, and there was one also in Germany. It's about a, uh, a husband and wife. Husband gets vasectomy. Wife cheats on husband with best friend. Um, she gets pregnant. Husband delivers the head of the best friend to the wife while she's in the hospital in a bowling bag. That's another oh one. That's, that's 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 kind of crazy. Like, that is yeah. crazy. <laughs> and Look. that one happened in Germany. Uh, I believe that one also. I think that was either the early two thousands or late nineties. For, for that one that, that was in germany that one that one was a crazy one too so those are two that i'm just like maybe the four linen one one would probably be a pretty good one because the uh officer who the responding officer wrote a book about it um and then i actually got to meet him when i was when i i went to like the comic book store and he was telling me uh describing to me like because he was a state trooper and he was the first one on scene and then he's like yeah you know they pull up with this freaking MP vehicle and then like they realize, hey, what's this in the backseat? And they're like blood in the backseat and stuff like that. And this guy's just like, oh, let me just get off shift. Oh my God, I just, you know, killed four teenagers. Wow. I was like 15, 16 Jesus. years old. You know, like it's, it's it's crazy. It's But those are things that, you know, here being at the home of the MP Corps, they would never, you know, tell you a story like that because again, yeah. you know, it, it stains the image but I feel like it humanizes, you know, people in the military because that was one of the big things of me being a recruiter because, like, people see us as, like, these killing machines of, like, war and stuff like that or we're not normal. I'm like, people in the military are just as good, bad, indifferent, whatever it may be. Like, mm-hmm. we just think of our uniform as, like, what cops wear on, on their their daily uniform or yeah. doctors wear scrubs on their daily you know, I'm mm-hmm. like, this is just our daily uniform. Like, this uniform doesn't change the character within no. that person. You know, and, unfortunately and, not. Yeah. So it, it's yeah, it's insane. Let Let me ask you both because I think this is an interesting question. It's a little controversial, and I know both of you are still enlisted right now. So if you don't want to answer it, that's fine. We can move on. But let me ask you both: What crime do you think is more prevalent or even, I guess, more, I don't want to say hidden or pushed aside or swept under the rug, but I, I guess, okay. What, 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 <laughs> uh, crimes involving sexual assault or crimes that seem to be racially motivated? So I, I don't know that, at least in my 19 years, we I have not seen many that are racially motivated, um, but we obviously do have, it's funny because this is actually like one of my next questions. 
you know, the, the army specifically, like I've, I've been in for a very long time. It, it used to be called posh and now, now it's called sharp. And we've really tried to change the environment when it comes to sexual harassment and sexual assault, but like nothing fixes it. Like it, yeah. it seems to be worse. And it's because things get swept under the rug so much. And it wasn't until unfortunately, like that situation, Vanessa Guillen, that would actually be another good movie. Uh, not as tragic as it is, like, please don't twist my words, but, um, you know, it took Vanessa Guillen's case yeah. to like kind of shed light. And it's like, we have, this is a daily occurrence yeah. for us. And it's because depending on what your rank is and, and your status within the unit depends on what type of backlash is going to happen. And that is so fucking unfortunate. And it really just tarnishes, you know, the yeah. uniform. You know, and and just to like hop on that, it, it's it's true. Like, like I was doing uh, my little uh, shorts. I call them like TikTok shorts. Is that um, one? You have a, a a sergeant major who forged his own retirement papers and clearing papers to escape a sexual assault charge. Yeah. But then when he when the army pulls him back, they only dropped him. I think a rank or two, and then still allowed him to retire after that. So he's still Such left. Bullshit. Like. They still let him retire the Sergeant First Class, you know, or that one captain who like motorboat, you know, his subordinate. Yeah. While while she was getting promoted and stuff like that. And like he had to pay a fine. You know? Yeah. Like and they, they dropped uh, a couple of the charges on him, too. Yeah. Didn't they? Yep. And it's it's it, that shit. It's it's that type of shit that pisses me off, whether it's in the civilian sector or military, because like if they would have a set standard. When it comes to punishment of crime, like it, I'm not saying it would get rid of it, but it would definitely yeah. deter. Because yeah. you know, like I was just talking about this with somebody the other day with with DUIs. There was somebody down in uh, South Carolina. She had 11 DUIs on her record. Her 11th one, she killed uh, I think a mom and like two kids or some bullshit. So it took 11 fucking DUIs before they finally put her in jail. And it's like, no, like why are we allowing these things to keep happening? I, I'm sorry. I do have to offer a little bit of pushback on that. And uh, for anybody who's a wrestling fan, you know who Tamara uh, Murphy Fitch is. She used to be Sunny in the WWE. This woman in New Jersey had multiple, at least a dozens of a dozen arrests. At least six of them were DUIs. A lot of assault, uh, domestic violence charges, et cetera, et cetera. What's finally going to do her in? I mean, even after some of these charges, the WWE still put her in the Hall of Fame. Now, am I trying to equate the WWE to the United States military? No, absolutely not. But I'm saying this happens in the civilian sector as well. It took her drinking, driving, and killing a bystander in Florida for her to now find after, you know, six DIY arrests and six domestic violence arrests mm -hmm. for her to be finally. Well, that's what I'm talking about. The one that had 11 DUIs was not military. That was, a, oh, that was a, yeah, that was a civilian. Okay. That, I'm, I'm just saying okay. across okay. the fucking board yeah. because yeah. military, yeah. civilian yeah. sector, it doesn't matter. Like they, if, if you have, like, if I get one DUI, and as long as I ain't kill anybody, okay, take my license away for a fucking year and then give me a chance to rehabilitate. But if I go out there and I fucking do it again, yeah. throw my ass in jail. Yeah. Like there should be standards to mm -hmm. things and there's not. Like, you know, sexual assault and sexual harassment. Stop fucking sweeping the shit under the rug. I don't give a fuck if it was a sergeant major or a fucking private. That yeah. private would get lit the fuck up and his life would be destroyed. But I, that, that sergeant major, oh, we're just going to bump you down and let you honorably retire. Get the fuck like, out of here. Those privates, like when... When I read the outcomes of some of these court martials, they throw the book, the sink, the 
whatever at these like but then when you see other people they're like oh you got a reprimand and you got a two thousand dollar fine and you got i'm like oh okay like yeah (laughs) what the fuck that ain't shit to a certain major two thousand dollars okay okay cool like or like for a officer like there's there's one that was a two-star general like yeah he lost a star or two but i'm like okay cool he gets to retire as a general or Mm -hmm. god forbid as a full bird colonel right you know i'm like oh i'm sorry so instead of making eight nine thousand dollars a month ten thousand dollars a month you'll only make seven thousand dollars a month right like okay cool (laughs) but you still get all your benefits and everything like that like like and like i i i I get it you know like some cases is like because a majority of cases are pleaded out you know majority of them are, are pleaded out um which and, I don't think should be allowed. That I think that's then, that's step number one. Yeah, a lot of these cases get I, I think that's, like nah. That's a way of I don't want to call I I don't want to say it makes people lazy, but in a sense it's like all right, let's try to plead it out so we don't spend too much money on this court martial or or spend too much money on this trial mm-hmm. or whatever it may be. Like it's, so it's, they, a, co- it's a cop out though. Like yeah. I mean, you can sit there and say okay, we're gonna plead out and you're gonna get so if they had standards again, like if you have a set standard like okay you sexually assaulted this soldier one soldier we'll just say and you're that's a minimum like five years prison and dishonorable discharge that's a minimum so if you plea out you're going to do the minimum but if you make us go to court then you know you're going to hit the mat actually hey that would be a that'd be a good one right there because if you're like hey let's say murder okay which is usually 25 to life Mm-hmm. But you plead out and stuff like that, like one twenty five should be the bare minimum, whatever it may be, or assault or whatever it may be. You'll get the minimum if you plead. But if you make us go to court, I'm slapping you with the maximum. Yeah, I am. I'm coming after you. If I you honestly think go that's to court the and spend all this money. That mm-hmm. is a that is a fantastic. I I love See, that. If idea. I was president of the United States, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I, I'm telling you because then. You know what? Even when someone plea, the other person or whoever that was involved might feel like they actually got some type of justice. Because mm-hmm. some people who get a plea deal, they get like probation or they get some right. bullshit. And then like the other party involved, whether it was a domestic, like what if like a boyfriend beat the brakes off of his girlfriend mm-hmm. and then they like busted down to like a simple assault or whatever like that or whatever and then gave them house arrest and, and anger management, you know? And then, all right, cool. After house arrest, or maybe he might just say, fuck it, I'm still going to break the law and break the right. house arrest. And then now I'm going to go kill her or mm-hmm. whatever maybe, you know? I'm going to make you think about it. I'm going to make you think about it while you're in jail for the next year. Yeah. Consider that as your damn cool-off period, you know? Like, so you can sit there, reevaluate yourself, you know? But I think, like... That's a great idea, but I don't. I it'll never see. happen. Yeah, it, it'll never it, happen. It'll, it'll like, never like, happen it, because it, it's because like there are too many like higher ranking or elite like depending on if you're talking civilian or military that they want to protect. Like that. Yeah. That, that like, end of like, the day, I, it's about protecting. And I'm a strong believer, and even in my particular situation, that on the military side. One person shouldn't have that much power. 
Agreed. When you when you say your situation, can you elaborate on that a little bit, Andre? So my situation is when I started my uh, TikTok, uh, I, I started with a clever name called the Lost Lieutenant, and then my my uh, niche was basically to make like bring all the the uh, rumors or stigmas of being like a young officer or even the military. Just make light of it, make jokes of it. Um, I would do little skits or something like that. And then it got to a point that it upset um, some some people on my installation, which put me under uh, of put me under investigation for a new a number of things. It was like OPSEC, which is basically I was telling secrets of the army or something like that. Operational security. Yeah. And then uh, the other one was like sexual harassment because I I mouth one of um, like a rap song like uh, Little Nas X that 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 and the word bitch came out my mouth or I mouthed the words bitch so that was okay. sexual harassment and you, then, you should have been arrested for mouthing a Little Nas X song too. <laughs> <laughs> but it was funny because I was I was making fun of the Navy and then it right. was a Little Nas X video. Of them, you know, oh, hell no. in the shower. Listen, we so, make you know, fun of the Navy like, all the okay. time. <laughs> that, that's, in that's fact, right. like I, I just so I just did two no. videos like that were military related on my big account. Uh the first one was because um I, I had like man, this is what me and Andre were talking about the other the other night, where like you you're scrolling through TikTok and somebody makes you so mad you gotta put your clothes back on and make a fucking video. Like, yes. this is what happened to me the other day. Like, yeah. I had to put my clothes back on so I can make a video. <laughs> because, so, there's this, um, he's a Navy, I don't remember if he's an officer or enlisted, but he does a lot of videos where they are prepping future recruits for boot camp. And so, he's doing this video, and what they do is they have him quick feet on the line, and then he asks him a question. If they don't have the, the answer, then they have to do it down and back. Well, the second person was just kind of standing there, and she's like, I have no clue, I'm just going to stand over there. And then, like, there, he's going through the line, like, no big deal. And then there, the comments were talking about the second female that was just standing there. And this one guy said, oh, it's because she's part of the alphabet mafia. They don't participate in anything. Instant fucking fire. Because I'm like, you can't just fucking box people like that. You yeah. can't fucking do it. So I did a video. And in the video, I made fun of the Navy. Because I'm like, if you know anything about the Navy, like yeah, they have like, this whole fucking reputation around the alphabet mafia. So like, can't tell me they don't exactly, participate like, in anything. But, but, it's but we're like allowed. Consensus. We are allowed to make fun of our brothers and sisters. Yeah, you know, and, and and I would make another video saying, hey, I have nothing but love for the Navy yeah. or for the Marines. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. we always joke about the Marines yeah. eating crayons. We always yeah. make fun about, you know, like the Navy being flamboyant. And we always make mm-hmm. fun about the Air Force or being bougie and stuff yeah. like that. So that's just a... Okay, like, now... <laughs> Now that one's legit because I have another friend who is an MP and she just graduated security forces training in, uh, uh, in Texas. And now she's stationed in uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. She's literally been in maybe a little under two years and she, <laughs> she will admit, you know, the air force is a little bit bougie. All of these yeah. jokes that we make about the other branches come she's from an MP. something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, security forces, but yeah, like yeah, right, and that was, well, that was the other video I made, which is very relevant to what we're talking about now because there's this this stigma where people think that military police security forces, regardless of what branch is, that we aren't real police officers. But oh li- we literally deal with the exact same shit yeah. that civilians. Yeah, oh yeah. Our 
Our tell, tell me about that. I, I want to know is about the military about installation. That. That's what I tell people all the time. They're like, oh, what you like a like a mall cop or a rental cop? I was like, yeah, okay. No, I'm like, no, we literally like you remember that like, one year at Campbell, we had like three fucking murders on post. Yes. <laughs> like three we three murders on post. And what people this goes really like this goes unsaid quite a bit, but that we have a very high domestic violence rate. Within oh our ranks, God, like yes. our, our domestic, like way a majority of our call, yeah, yeah way, way too, too high. But and I then, mean, I get it because you know PTSD, and you got you know not saying it's justified at all. Like that, I will never justify domestic violence. But you know, you have a lot of uh, military members that they go through the shit, and then you have spouses that are being unfaithful. Like it, it's okay. just you know mixing to a bad storm. Again, not justifying it, but our domestic violence is so fucking high up there. And what I tell people is like, you have to remember that when we respond to calls. Those people are trained the exact same as us. Exactly. Like they have the unarmed self-defense. They know how to shoot, like all those exactly. things. Exactly. It's not like a normal, you know, like mm-hmm. civilian when, you know, maybe they might have a weapon, maybe they might not have a weapon. There's there's they, a very they, they know how chance. to shoot because of the movies that they watch, yeah. Pop House Sideways. Yeah, <laughs> no, these guys are damn clearing houses like they're back in Iraq. And we're yeah. like, okay, hey, mm-hmm. we are dealing with basically a a, a equal. Because mm-hmm. we have the same training. Yeah. It's not like a a cop in, you know, Miami where you go to some fucking gang house and these motherfuckers got their pants around their ankles trying to run and shoot. And you're like, okay, cool. Like, these guys can't hit the side of a barn, you know. But you have other guys who's like... You mean the stormtroopers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they got a troop with, like, freaking ACOGs and stuff. You're not coming in my house. And I'm just like, oh, damn. I was like... So I saw that video and I... And I I fucking loved it. I was like, that that is one hundred percent true. Like, like people assume like we're not real cops. I just tell them, hey, think about it like this: like how every cop has a jurisdiction, unless you're like a state trooper or whatever it may be. Like the military installation is our jurisdiction. That, right. that is that is that is the only difference is that oh. that is our jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. And and don't get it twisted. You can be arrested by the MPs off base as well. Depending it, on the situation. You you it, can. It, I, it, it, it is. It, it obviously depends on the situation. Um, if right. it's, if it, it, it just, I'm not going to get into like the specific. Yeah. It, just, it right, does depend right, on right. the, obviously. The because situation. like there's, there's like different things or different authorizations you need in order to mm-hmm. even pursue someone off base and stuff yeah. like that. That's just mm-hmm. only usually we coordinate with local police just mm-hmm. like how any other you know police department will coordinate with the next county or whatever it may be mm-hmm. just like hey cut them off before they they, they hit here or whatever it may be and it's just a safety issue yeah. that that actually leads me to my next question how are the relations in general between the MPs and local police because in my experience um, being stationed at Fort Knox Kentucky uh Fort Riley, Kansas, the MPs always had really great relationships with civilian authorities. But you also hear some horror stories, too. What's been y'all's experience? Um, I don't think I've ever had a bad experience with civilian police. Like, usually, like, the only time we, we would actually kind of even coordinate with them is mm-hmm. if we have to go pick someone up from mm-hmm. their, their, their jail you know, or if they, they have to serve a warrant on, on yeah, our I, I have a warrant or something like that, that they're like, Hey, you know, we're looking for this guy. We're like, Oh, well, he's over here at the barracks. You know, like, yeah. and then you just coordinate like that. But I don't think at drum at Campbell 
No, like uh, even even around here, I don't think there's there's any. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had it, but and I, I've had a lot of experience with dealing with civilian police officers, you know, especially being canine, because you know we have there's a lot of times like the local police department might not have their own canine asset or the, they are very, very minimal. So we have to, you know, coordinate to assist them. So I don't think I've ever had, you know, any bad experience dealing with civilian police officers. Did his phone die? Uh, that could be the case, but yeah, he went to up there oh, and, and we're back. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't think I've ever had any bad experience with any civilian police officers. Okay. Well, but, but that's a good thing. I mean, that's, I, I yes. want to say that's, uh, unless I, let me, let me add this though, unless you are, because sometimes professional courtesy does go out the window. Like, um, you know, I've been pulled over by some police officers and they're like, <laughs> oh, your army. And, and so like, they, they kind of be, you know, be a dick about it. But I've also had like mm -hmm. the good experience where like, um, I got pulled over at Fort Campbell. I was going way too fast. I didn't realize how fast I was going. But anyways, <laughs> um, he, he come to my window and I'd hand him my military ID and my driver's license, all the other shit. And he's like, all right, stay there, stay off the phone. And I was like, I've never heard that before. It was weird. And he came up to me. He's like, Hey, listen, I'm, I'm just going to let you off with warning. Like your military, like, you know, I just didn't want you to, yeah. you to get in trouble. That's why I told you to stay off the phone. I was like, good looking out, man. <laughs> yeah. like, that, that's awesome. Like, I, yeah. I, I think I had something like that in DC because apparently you, you're not allowed to make right turns um, at, at stoplights in DC. Like there's actual, like, um, really? Like, yeah. Like, at, I didn't know that. At, huh. at like, uh, red lights you're not allowed to turn right mm -hmm. for some reason you're not allowed to turn right unless it's a green light or something like that because usually every other place it's more of a like a stop or a yield and you're able to turn or something like, or, or there's a sign that says don't turn on red but not yeah. in dc gotcha. yeah. so then i got pulled over you know and then you know i did the same thing and then you know he's like oh so where, where are you from and he just sat there and just talk to me for like a couple minutes just mm -hmm. just to be like oh yeah you're stationed here oh how is it this and that and i'm like okay this guy's pretty cool you know he's yeah. like all right man just let you know hey dc you're not allowed to do this and do that blah 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 i was like you know what you're the real one man thank you yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I on fort knox my dad who uh every once in a while is known to have a uh, heavy foot has been pulled over a couple of times, but both times that he was pulled over that I was in the car with him uh, there. The first time it was, yeah, Hey man, just slow down. And, okay, cool. Thanks. But the other one, the, the first officer that pulled him over was one of those interesting guys who uh, had centimeter Peter syndrome <laughs> and uh, thought it was cool to arrest a soldier on base. And, uh, his sergeant showed up and it's like, we are not arresting a veteran. Now keep in mind, I, I did leave this part out, but my dad had actually been out for a couple of while, a uh, couple of years and was working as a civil service engineer on base. Okay. But the, the sergeant shows up and it's like, we are not arresting a fucking veteran. Stop. Yeah. You know, so that, that's always been my experience that I've mm -hmm. seen is great relations, but every once yeah. in a while you'll, you'll, you'll get the guy who uh, apparently lost his wife to a soldier or something. I'm just saying. Well, I think the <laughs> most, the most common thing is when, when we're talking about entity to entity, so military police and civilian law enforcement, like we always have good relationship, but there is always that stigma 
you know, around a military installation that local police are targeting soldiers. Like they will purposely sit outside Sometimes. like certain certain areas where they know soldiers are coming in just to come fuck with them. Like, you know, Gate 7 Road. Like yeah. I'm going to sit outside Gate 7 Road and wait, wait for a soldier to come flying down so exactly. I can pull over. So they, 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 they do target soldiers when it comes to things like that. But when it comes to, you know, professional relationships as far as police department to police department. like. But- that's the shit that drives me nuts because a lot, I don't want to say the majority, I don't want to put a percentage on it, but I can tell you that at least in this day and age, a lot of law enforcement in the civilian sector are former military. Yeah. So they I don't get that. Um, I can tell you exactly what it is. A lot of these police police officers that got out of the military probably got out as a specialist or a sergeant and yeah. got fucked over by some law enforcement yeah. and, or fucked over by the army and they they have this disgruntled. Now, now now they're gonna now they're just gonna target the fucking military oh, because yeah. they they hold this and also because you know they have they have little pee pee syndrome where it's like I'm the big dog and <laughs> I, I'm gonna tell the soldier what to do type of thing like La- ladies and gentlemen we call that small dick energy. It's straight up small dick energy. It's just like the fucking people at CIF, straight small dick energy, because oh, like God. they got out as a specialist and they fucking hate uh, their life. So now they make. I am not looking like, forward to Clarence CIF. I'm just. Me like, neither. Uh, and mine's gonna be a big one where I'm literally turning everything in. I'm oh just yeah, like, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Oh my God. Real quick, before we wrap this up, I do want to throw it out there and ask you all: Are you aware of? Uh, and I don't want to get into too much of the political realm, but are you aware of the Project Veritas release of the FBI statement that is targeting uh, former military, especially when it comes to content creators, as domestic terrorists? No. no. Okay. So basically, and maybe we could do this as a research project or some homework. <laughs> yeah. But uh, somebody who I love and respect, we're talking people like Iraq veteran 888, who's a, uh, a 2A enthusiast on YouTube, pretty popular channel. Uh, Sean Ryan of Vigilance Elite, who is a fucking phenomenal soldier, former SEAL and CIA operator. But the most high profile one is Mike Glover of Fieldcraft Survival, who has been now labeled by the FBI as a domestic terrorist. Now, he's a former Green Beret and CIA contractor, and he's got literally his hands in so many different pies, whether it's television, radio, uh, content creation. But now he's being labeled as a domestic terrorist, and his mother is being investigated. So, what the fuck? Uh, yeah, but you guys are content. <laughs> yeah, you guys are content creators as well. So, yeah, and especially that. the content that I used to make, I'm probably yeah, a exactly. Uh, <laughs> right, Mike my, my Glover is. Oh, you know, I, yeah, you did, exactly. You off their radar. Uh, I mean, I have been. I don't really talk politics anymore, so I think I'm good. But you, you <laughs> should crazy. be good. But that—that's the thing. Mike Glover really got away from politics and focused more on prepping, survivalism, yeah. fieldcraft, bushcraft, and stuff like that. But now, because he actually had a "Don't Tread on Me" flag in a video, he's labeled as a domestic terrorist, even though he served this country with distinction and even went to Iraq and Afghanistan. Well. And- that, that, can't, that can't be used just as a resume because we we've had spies in the military that's well, done yeah, other things. Oh, 100%. But, but you can't just paint somebody a domestic terrorist just because you do not agree with their political affiliation. Yeah. Like that's uh, fucking absurd to me. I, I don't then, even think it's polit- he. I, I went back and I've watched a bunch of his stuff because I was looking for uh, a trigger warning or a keyword. You know what did he say? And I can't find anything that would say. You know, uh, he he was anti January sixth. Everybody, chill, relax. Mm-hmm. 
He was anti-January 6th. He had all these other things. To, but it, I, I don't know. But as content creators, I wanted to see if y'all knew anything about it. Maybe we can talk about it again next time. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to look into that. Well, before we go, I have a couple more. There's my baby. Logan, say hi. Hi. Hi, Lolo. How are you? I know. A, B, C. C, 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 E, A, T. Don't stop. my baby i love maybe the best moment in this podcast history he's so fucking cute like he's he's just too cute to handle and his education is his education is already better than most kentucky high schools straight up straight up um all right so before we wrap this up i have a couple more questions so um when it comes to like, because we were kind of talking about Vanessa Guillen and like the sexual harassment and assault, what do you think it is about like the military culture that makes this? Because I feel like it's worse in the military than it is in the civilian sector. And I could be wrong, but I just I feel th- like it is. I think it's the honestly, like I was saying before, how some people just have too much influence or power, and it's mm-hmm. that shield that that. That feeling like, okay, because I wear a certain rank or I know mm-hmm. certain people, I feel like I can get, I can get away with it. Yeah. And I think it's just, it's it's one of those things that are, like, historically, the Army has done so bad with this. Or people are willing to take that risk or willing to say, okay, it's, it's going to be a he say, she say thing. And, and I know the Army's not going to fucking do anything about it. Mm-hmm. You know, so... Yeah. I just feel like it's just one of those things. It's just like, okay, hey, I'm a star major. You're a private. Who's going to listen to you? You right. know, or yeah. I'm lieutenant colonel. You're a you know lieutenant, mm-hmm. or you're an enlisted soldier. This yeah. and that. I I'm a decorated you know war hero of mm-hmm. all this stuff. Like because that's why the army has went away with the whole. You're not allowed to, you know, come up with that defense of saying, okay, well, he was just an outstanding soldier. There's no way he would be able to do this. Right. Because of that was, that was what was happening. People would open up the, you know, I love me book and then show Mm -hmm. it, show it and be like, oh man, this guy is so awesome. There's no way he would would do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. But you know, if you're lower enlisted, you get hammed the fuck up. Lower enlisted, you haven't, you know, earned your stripes yet. You Mm -hmm. haven't earned, you know, that respect or that, you know, benefit of doubt that you didn't do something or whatever. Right. It's just like, boom, hey, you're a private one. You can't afford a good lawyer mm-hmm. because you can't afford that civilian lawyer. Unlike that sergeant major or that, that officer who can mm-hmm. shovel out 10, 20, 30 grand on a civilian lawyer. So they have to, and I'm not saying our JAG is not, you know, adequate because JAG represented me during my case and she did mm-hmm. fucking awesome, but not mm-hmm. all JAG are equivalent. Just like how right. all in seals are not the same and all officers are not the same some right. are or some are worse so you might have that one jag officer is like hey i think you should take the fucking plea deal and you're like i'm telling you i, didn't, I can do it I'm yeah doing all this and this and that right. because i don't want to do my job or whatever and i'm i'm so backed up on all these cases i'd rather tell you to take a plea than anything mm-hmm. yeah so all right yeah that's good good thoughts there um one more time where can everybody find you uh, so again, it's on Spotify, it's on Apple Podcasts, it's on um, Amazon, 
uh, audio. Uh, it's on Google. It's on iHeartRadio. It's on Pandora. It's on everything. Milk. Where can, and yes. where can they find you on TikTok? Because that's oh, where yes. most of my followings from is TikTok. Uh, TikTok again. You can just type in Mill Crimes because my uh, name on there is 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 Andre underscore Mill Crime. Um, so you can also type in Mill Crime on TikTok. A lot of my videos on TikTok are what I call my shorts, which they mm-hmm. usually last anywhere from you know fifteen seconds to about sixty seconds, and mm-hmm. they range from you know advice. Um, it can be. Sex crimes, child crimes, all that stuff like that. There you go. Yeah, That's me. So, go. so I got a little bit of everything on TikTok. Sometimes I, I I make videos with my wife, or I make videos with you know, whatnot. Yes, <laughs> but but right. yes, uh, definitely. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Make sure you guys go support. I'll make sure I put your information in the show notes when I post this up on Spotify. Um, uh, Do you have any final remarks? Um, No, thank you guys for having me. This, this was awesome. Like, yeah, this was fun. It's like, well, like, like, like an hour and a half. And then I don't even feel like, you know, it's been that long. Yes. Logan. Yeah, I definitely wasn't expecting us to go this long, but I mean, it's been great. I really appreciate you coming on uh, today and appreciate you showing me my baby. I've missed him. <laughs> you know, you need to bring him by sometime because yes, I, I, I'm he's I haven't seen him forever you, since I've seen him. You, you, you retire or you go into that terminal leave, you can hopefully make your way down to Bliss and hang out with us. You know what? I'm, I might. I'm going to have two months off where I ain't doing shit February, March. And I, I really don't want to deal with Ohio winter. So I yeah. might, after I get settled right. somewhere, Make a trip down, down south. <laughs> right now, Stephanie's trying to convince me to get a pool. She's saying some nonsense, like, oh, let's just dig it. I'm like, you know how much digging a pool? Like, what? I'm like, you know what, Stephanie, go out there. Go on. Go, go just out. go get an inflatable pool. You'll yeah, be fine. Yes, exactly. I'm like, you will be fine, girl. Like, what yeah. are you talking about? I'm like, there, there's excavators for that to, to make a pool. And you want yeah, us to be out there, out there like, like Peter Griffin fucking <laughs> sitting there just hitting rocks and just trying to show like, oh, my God. Oh Love you stuff. Love you stuff. Real quick before we go, I definitely want to thank Andre for joining us. This was, you know, this has been one of the most educational and fun uh, shows we've had in a while. So thank you so much for your time, sir. I do appreciate it. Thank and you. make sure you guys check in the private chat because I've sent you all the link to the stuff that we were just talking about there's three different links but okay. either way hopefully we can have you on again real soon andre yeah and definitely. thank you so much <laughs> yes all right you. please all invite right. me again i would love to do it yeah well that we will absolutely have you on again i feel like we did not like cover half the shit i want to cover because we were too busy, <laughs> like reminiscing about the old days but yes, again thank yes. you i'm gonna go ahead and hit them up with some closing remarks uh, all right, buddies, it's it's all about putting in the work. Like I say, when you are at your best, then you can be at your best for others. We are in a time where we need each other. There are too many snakes in the grass and their whole purpose in life is to keep the rest of us down. Remember this always, it's us versus them. If something doesn't seem right, follow your intuition. If you see something that isn't right, stand up and say something. We're only hurting each other by keeping our mouth shut, especially when like horrific crimes like what we kind of touched on tonight are happening. Be an active bystander. We see too many videos of people just standing by and watching or just pulling out their phones instead of intervening. Now, obviously, if it's not safe, then don't. 
But if you can do it safely, then do something. I hope you buddies have a good rest of your week. Thank you, Andrew, for <laughs> hanging out tonight. Uh, thank you to Producer Bill. And as always, thank you, buddies, for joining. Until next time.